And it's a beautiful day to have a beautiful day. GM, GM, on this beautiful day. Good morning to everybody. With Morocco, San Fernando, streaming live from Miami. And it's all on the road radio. It's a beautiful day to have a beautiful day. GM, GM. Yo, 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 what up, what up, good morning, good morning, GM, GM, what day is it, is it Wednesday, is it Thursday, I don't even know at this stage, Wednesday, (laughs) sorry guys, Wednesday, November 30th, 2022, look at that, Another beautiful day to have a beautiful day. I got my co-host in the house, Mando. What's up, GM? How you doing? GM, man. How are you? I'm chilling. Another beautiful day, man. Another beautiful day in Miami for Art Basel. Today's today's a big day, Mando. Today is a very, very big day. Are you feeling the anxiety yet? Because I swear to God, I am. <laughs> I'm not even going to lie. I'm really feeling it right now. <laughs> no, I'm loving it. Uh, Yesterday was a lot of fun. Metaverse Miami went really well. Um, you were on stage for a long time. I was on stage <laughs> for two hours. So our panel was supposed to be 45 minutes, and we ran it for two whole hours. Um, and it was fun. And it's one of those panels where, well, if you were there, you were there. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, it was, it was great. Keith... Um, obviously was also quarterbacking that situation, but it was, um, it's been a, it's been a, a nice conference so far it's, it's happened again today. I think OSF, OSF is actually on a panel right OSF now. OSF is on so stage right now. Yeah. So our, 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 our beloved, uh, co-host OSF is on stage right now in Miami speaking at a conference. Um, and <laughs> it's so funny. France is playing against Tunisia. Australia is playing against Denmark. We're good. I don't need to watch it because France is through. Uh, <laughs> and uh, it's so funny. But today's today's a pretty special show. Today's a pretty special show. I know we usually go to the macro and NFT daily summary. I know we usually go through a bunch of topics and whatnot. But today's special. As you all know, uh, our show is powered by Uniswap, the most trusted name in DeFi, mind you. And today, actually... We're, we're honored, uh, actually, <laughs> I'm super fanboying Hayden, uh, but we're <laughs> honored to be joined by the founder uh, of Uniswap, Hayden Adams. Hayden, how you doing? Good morning. GM, how are you doing? GM. Uh, great to be here. Yeah, it's, it, listen, this is, this is super cool. I'm excited. I'm seeing your thread from, uh, from 19 minutes ago. So usually... Like we, we do the whole marketing thing, uh, marketing, sorry. We, 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 you do the whole market thing and we go through NFT market. We go through uh, the, the actual macro market and whatnot. But today's special uh, because Hayden Adams just tweeted out, GM, incredibly excited to launch the Uniswap NFT aggregator. Starting today, you can now buy NFTs from eight different marketplaces uh, directly on, on, on Uniswap which is crazy. Mando, what do you think about that? This is like, <laughs> this is actually a pretty big day for NFTs. Yeah, look, we've, we've always been a big fan of aggregators. We think they could um, 
they were a smart idea and often had the best UI, UX user face. And obviously, Uniswap is just such a big, big name in DeFi that everyone probably has used at least one time, um, particularly if you're using kind of um, your own wallets. Then uh, I just think this is going to be a great, great product, hopefully. Um, and it was a smart, smart purchase. So I'm, I'm glad to see that NFTs are getting integrated into some of the biggest I guess, known DeFi protocols. And this could hopefully be the start of like a, a bunch of different um, ways in which DeFi's and DeFi and NFTs could link up over, over the future. Hell yeah. This is, uh, this is awesome. We've been waiting for this one, Hayden. Not going to lie, on this stage, uh, even before we started working with your team, uh, we were talking all the time about how you guys acquired, obviously, Genie. And we were so excited to see uh, Uniswap's entrance into uh, into into NFT. So uh, here it is. And actually, you guys use the mutant apes. I love that as a as a main tweet uh, to talk about better prices, more listings. Uh, Uniswap. There you go. And we have the whole thread uh, about about uh, the NFT marketplace. Hayden, uh, it's an honor to have you on uh, on the Gem Web Three show this morning. Uh, we're super, super, super excited about that. But we do want to talk about, you know, we do want to take it back a little bit and talk about your, uh, you know, about you a little bit, your origin story, uh, how you got into all of this, um, you know, Uniswap as a whole and everything. I know it's a lot, but Hayden, my first question to you would be, who is Hayden Adams? Awesome. And first, before I even answer that, I just want to say, uh, in case you guys didn't know, this is actually my first Twitter space as a speaker. Um, Wait, what? I know. That's pretty cool. <laughs> I've been serving them from for like a year now. Um, I did a bunch of clubhouses back in the day, but I actually have never done a Twitter space. Wow, that's actually pretty crazy. I, I did a bunch of clubhouses back then as well, but I'm not going to lie. Thank you for adding a little more pressure on me this morning, uh, Hayden, uh, with... <laughs> By telling me that this is your first Twitter space. But we know what's fun with our Twitter space, Hayden, is that we record them, of course, and then we upload them across all platforms so they live forever, uh, which is pretty cool. So we kind of treat our Twitter spaces like the podcast live recording where people get to sit in and listen to it. And then um, we, we upload it across all channels. So, wow. Mando, I know you got rugged for a second uh, in true Twitter spaces fashion. Hayden was just telling us that it's his first ever Twitter space. Wow, I've seen interviews with you on Bankless, um, which has gone on for quite a while. I've watched a few of those over the over the years. But um, look, glad to have you on. This is the future. This is the future. Thank, thanks for having me. This is really cool. Hayden, um, I, I, let's get right into it. Um, and I'm going to ask you the first question is, who is Aiden Adams? Hayden Adams. Yeah, so, uh, well, for one, I am Hayden Adams. Um, I, you know, started working in crypto about... I started working on Uniswap about five years ago. Um, I was, you know, one year out of college. I had just been laid off of my first job out of college working as a mechanical engineer. And, you know, started to get, I, I had a friend who was at the time working at Consensus um, and also a little bit with the Ethereum Foundation. And I had this call immediately after I got laid off where I was super depressed. Um, and my friend was like, no, this is the best thing that's ever happened because now is the best time ever to, to learn Ethereum development and learn Solidity. Um, this was back in 2017. And, you know, we started to talk a lot about Ethereum and I was really interested and excited at the idea of being able to build uh, tools and applications that were not controlled by any single party. 
but where people could interact with it and uh, use it and and trust it and uh, you know um, again without without there being any sort of single uh, point of control and the idea of like the sort of level of transparency that you could reach with Ethereum was really exciting to me as well and so I decided to learn you know Solidity and Ethereum development I spent a few months working on um, working on basically building like like just like learning the basics uh, on YouTube and and stuff like that and after a while I you know, wanted basically a project to learn on. And that same friend pointed me to a blog post from Vitalik that was talking about this new idea of automated market making and decentralized exchange. Uh, by the way, I could go further back. I- I'm starting with the Uniswap founding story. I could uh, just to kind of- Actually, I would, love, I would love for you to go further back because I'm really curious about that. But I do love the Uniswap story as well. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, not sure. I mean, in terms of like, you know- uh, grew up in New York, so I you know, was born in Brooklyn, but uh, lived all different parts of New York State uh, throughout my life. Um, went to uh, state school in, uh, in Long Island for college, Stony Brook, uh, which is where I first, you know, first started getting into crypto a little bit. Um, I had a, had a friend there who I was roommates with who was a software developer and you know, got pretty into Ethereum. Actually, this was way back in now in like 2015 or something like that, uh, 2016. Um, and back then I actually was not at all interested in crypto. And I was sort of like, eh, I don't know. Like, you know, my friend was trying, t- telling me to buy ETH like every day and it was like worth like 30 cents back then. And I was like, nah, I don't need that. Um, but, you know, did make a good amount of friends and, and uh, uh, basically, you know, studied mechanical engineering. Um, yeah, after that, I you know spent a year working in, in Long Island as a as a mechanical engineer. Um, but honestly, I think maybe like one thing is like before all of this, I never really was before you know working on Uniswap and crypto. I don't think I was ever like particularly excited or passionate about any like work related project that I was working on. Like I did a bunch of bunch of internships uh, in college, and I um, you know tried to work on some side projects. But I don't think that like anything excited me. And then I think that really, like, as I first started working on Uniswap and in Ethereum, I think that was, like, the first time I was, like, truly, truly excited by what I was working on. Um, that, yeah. No, go ahead. I was going to say, like, that's pretty crazy. Uh, you're talking about getting to Ethereum at 30 cents? Did I just hear that right? I, I, I didn't get into it. My friend was telling me to buy it. I was saying, I, I didn't buy any. Um, my friend was telling me to buy it every day, and I didn't. So you probably got into it, what, a dollar? No, no, like I think like fifty dollars, something like that. <laughs> Damn, uh, that's expensive. You bought a whole ETH for fifty bucks, Hayden. <laughs> Only a few of them, though, to be honest. So I actually have a question about that, right? Like, when you guys like, I love to say we're so early. Like every day, Hayden, I find myself saying on this stage, "Damn, we're so early." And so, how early was it back then? <laughs> We're buying that ETH at 50 bucks. <laughs> Look, I, I still think we're like incredibly, incredibly early to this entire space. Um, you know, definitely was earlier back then. I, I think it's pretty funny when like, you know, people are like feeling depressed in the spare market uh, where we're at, you know, 1300 or 1100. I don't know what it's worth right now. I don't, I don't, I don't really check daily, but um, you know, I, I just remember going from, so Uniswap V1 basically launched in like the depths of a, of, you know, maybe the worst bear market the space has ever had, where ETH 
had climbed to 1400 and then fell 98% all the way down to like $80. Um, and that was sort of when Uniswap V1 launched. And uh, I, I think that like, you know, when, when you think about like what the space was like back then versus what it's like now, uh, you know, when people are like, oh, there's no real use case, there's no users, there's no dApps. Like back then the word DeFi wasn't a thing. There was no like decentralized exchanges. There was no, um, there was no, you know, decentralized lending protocols. There was no NFT marketplaces. Uh, but back then there was basically ICOs and uh, promises that these ICOs would become something, but uh, really nothing else. Wow, that's actually, that's actually crazy. Uh, and and I just I kind of wanted to ask you that because like you know obviously our audience like there's some people that are newer, some people have been in crypto for a minute, uh, and so and so and and I still feel like we're so early, especially when it comes to NFTs. And so it's super cool to see you know Uniswap, uh, four and ten NFTs. Mando, I'm gonna give this one to you. Uh, because I know you have a couple questions for Hayden. Yeah, no, it's, I mean, I know you started Uniswap at like 26. It's crazy that you're such a young founder in this space. Um, and obviously you've seen like the growth of, of DeFi and also like maybe some of the issues that we've seen over the last year as well. Like, how do you feel about the, the future of DeFi? I think this is a really interesting move into NFTs. Do you think, do you think this is going to be like the major growth area going forward in, in DeFi? Things like collateralized lending um, of NFTs and maybe not just jpegs but that when that when that gets moved into i don't know even real assets um with the union ownership yeah that's that's a great question so uh first off obviously very very excited about the future of DeFi. um you know this these past few months uh what we've seen is really like a bunch of uh centralized things exploding um obviously you know biggest did we research. i'm kidding <laughs> <laughs> Like the obviously, like the biggest, most recent thing was FTX, but before that, we had you know, uh, 3AC and Celsius, and and uh, you know, we've obviously had BlockFi as well recently. Um, and I think that what happened with all of these is we saw that uh, you know, these platforms that custodied users' funds, um, where there was no where there was like very poor levels of transparency, um, you know, very opaque, uh, turns out that they were mismanaging or misusing user funds. And there was no way for people to know that until it was too late. And I think that, you know, to me, what DeFi represents is, you know, empowering users and uh, giving them access to tools that really, you know, to speak to, to, to put it in the terms of uh, the, the, the podcast itself, uh, can't rug them. Um, and so, you know, the idea of, of, you know, tools and applications that people can use safely and know that there's you know, this sort of guarantee that, that their assets will not be mismanaged. Um, there's sort of like a guarantee that they'll be able to withdraw their funds later. There's, you know, everything that's happening and how it's being managed and how it's, you know, what, what happens with their assets are all, you know, completely publicly available on, on chain. Um, I think that's like a really powerful thing. Uh, I, I think that there's also a sort of element of just like, you know, breaking down really right now, most platforms are controlled by, by gatekeepers and, sort of the bigger the platform becomes, the more sort of uh, rent they can extract. And, uh, you know, the, the more they can sort of harm their users, essentially, uh, because, you know, if, if you sort of control this core piece of infrastructure that people have to use, uh, you know, if people have to use you, it doesn't really matter if you're acting in their best interest because they have to use you no matter what. Uh, versus, I think what's really exciting about in DeFi and with decentralization, what we can do is we can build these more neutral, uh, permissionless platforms, uh, and then 
you know, the different products that people are using, they're not competing with each other to capture and control the users, but they're competing with each other uh, essentially to build the best products for their users uh, because, you know, if they don't, users can go uh, elsewhere. And that's because, you know, the, they're, they're basically building on, um, on more neutral uh, infrastructure layers, uh, where, which basically promotes much better competition. Um, and so I think that like what's happened in the past uh, few months has been sort of a very you know a harsh reminder of the things that I think like we've had as we've been building Uniswap and you know in the, in the world of DeFi we've been talking about the you know the importance of of, of these of these underlying properties and values uh, but I think that like the past few months have just been like a really clear example of why these things are actually important uh, because I think a lot of what started to happen maybe even like a few months ago is there was a sort of uh, or not over the past few years, really, uh, you know, there's sort of been this like, well, does anyone really care about decentralization? Does anyone really care about like, you know, using a DEX versus a centralized exchange? Like, you, do users care? Um, and I think that like, you know, my answer when I, uh, you, you mentioned the Bankless podcast, I believe my answer on that Bankless podcast was, uh, when they asked me that question was like, users don't really care until it's too late, until they have to care. Um, and then from then on, they, they won't ever forget. And so, you know, what you see is that, like, if you deposited, you know, like, before, you know, these centralized platforms blew up and users lost their funds, you know, no one really cared about the difference. But I think that now, um, you know, now that, people, you know, anyone who's sort of lost money in BlockFi, anyone who's lost money in FTX, uh, maybe they'll, you know, maybe now people will start to sort of notice and recognize the difference between that and, and DeFi. Um, and obviously, it's, it's still, like, very heartbreaking and sad when people lose money. Um, and so definitely... Uh, you know, it's, it's really, really unfortunate what happened. Um, but, but the hope is here is that we can build something stronger and better. And then last thing I'll say here is just that we're hoping to bring, you know, everything we brought into DeFi world into the NFT space as well. So, yeah, look, I, I, think, I think what you were saying there about CeFi is starting to look very precarious here. Like, obviously, the benefits of DeFi are being shown time and time again over the last few months. I also meant, like, all the inner... You had a lot of... I think uh, maybe about a year ago, you had this like rise of like DeFi 2.0, the idea that we would create like financial innovation. And there was a lot of questions, I think, in DeFi, but it was just interesting to see how Uniswap had kind of moved into NFTs, which I think in many ways replicates some of the stuff that we already know in, in, in trad, TradFi, but done um, maybe in a more efficient and like you said, permissionless, decentralized way. And that, that was just like a strategic move, which I thought was very interesting. You didn't, there was no chasing of, of like, I don't know, uh, creating these like, let's say financial innovation in inverted uh, commas which to a large extent seems to have to have um kind of well a lot of imploding there as well so i just thought it was interesting um and i think it's a really really smart move to go down this route because i do i do think that this nfts although right now they they do replicate um well they they basically govern a lot of cultural assets i think increasingly as regulation comes in they'll be able to be used for ownership of all assets and Products like this, I think, could be at the forefront of that. Yeah, I totally agree. And, and I think right now people view like NFTs and, and ERC-20 tokens as these like two separate worlds, um, these two separate user bases, uh, two, like two kind of completely different things. Uh, but when I, I think when you think about like what we're actually trying to build, um, right, it's, it's what we're really trying to build towards is like this next version of the Internet, where like the Internet was built on, uh, you know, universal access to data and information. And what we're trying to do with DeFi and Web3 is, you know, 
having universal uh, ownership and and you know access to to value and and value creation and uh, you know tokens are basically just like digital representations of value and some for, some some types of value are best represented by a, a you know a fungible token and some types of value are best represented by a non fungible token and I, I think just like much like the internet uh, which you know yes a lot of the early internet projects were basically bringing existing businesses onto the internet. Um, I think that really what's exciting in this space is, is really where it's going to go from here, where there's going to be new uh, like crypto native use cases and, and, and user experiences and, and things that come out of it. Um, and so, yeah, I think what we're really excited to do is figure out like where do tokens and NFTs kind of meet and connect, uh, right? Because, you know, we might have like songs and, and, and we might have like JPEGs and MP3s, but like, you know, both of them uh, exist, coexist on, on sites like Twitter and Reddit. And so I think that what we're really excited to do here is figure out like where do tokens and NFTs like kind of coexist and, and how can they kind of be like stronger together and uh, within like the same experiences. And so I think, you know, getting into the NFT space for us felt really important um, in part, just basically uh, so that we have another service area, like, because I think it's just like an incredibly important service area uh, when it comes to digital ownership um, and digital value. And so, uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're super excited to, to be here. So in terms of the product release today, it's, it's, it's an aggregator, obviously, um, similar to how it worked before. But do you now, what are you, what are you most excited about, about the future of, of NFTs and DeFi now meeting? Like, uh, obviously, Uniswap is known for its pools. Um, it can also get linked into like, lending protocols. Like, what, what, are, what, are the, what are the things that you're, you're really thinking about in terms of how you can bring those two together? Yeah, so I think that, like, there's, like, the really uh, clear and obvious one, um, you know, Right today, right now, at the at the first MVP launch, uh, you basically can buy. Yeah, well, uh, just to kind of to quickly describe the product, right? It's an aggregator, so you can trade across eight marketplaces. Um, it, it you know aggregates all these listings, and so it has basically you know the best prices and, and the most listings compared to any individual marketplace. Um, and you can you, you can do things like floor sweeps and buy multiple at a time and and sell NFTs on different marketplaces, all all, all the good stuff. So. I'm quite excited with what we're launching with and making, um, you know, basically bringing, one of the things I'm just really excited about is like kind of bringing the user bases closer together. Um, so one example is that basically only 20% of NFT users uh, have used like a DEX in the past. Like only 20% of people who've, you know, bought an NFT have used a DEX in the past month. And so um, I think that one thing we're excited about is really just like kind of starting to bring the user bases closer together, where if you're, if you're willing to go on OpenSea and buy an NFT, um, but you trade on Coinbase, maybe you should be, you know, uh, interested in trading on trading on Uniswap. Um, and so part of it is just about bringing the user bases together. Um, I think that definitely pretty excited for, you know, base, both bringing our users, our existing token, uh, no, DEX users into the NFT world and the, uh, you know, people who trade NFTs into the DEX world. Um, I think beyond that, uh, we recently launched our, what we call the universal router, um, which is basically... Our, our routing system, and it, it lets you basically trade any, you know, ERC twenty token for any NFT uh, or multiple NFTs or or one, you know, it, it basically lets kind of combines our uh, the the Genie routing system that uh, existed when we acquired them and the Uniswap you know token routing system into a new much more powerful system, and so you can do things like share approvals and you can batch token trades with NFT trades and you can um, really trade also you know, uh, basically do things like swap any token for any NFT. And so right now, today at launch, you can only buy NFTs with ETH. 
Um, but starting pretty soon, uh, it's definitely on our roadmap and will be out pretty soon. I don't know if that's a leak or not, but you'll really be able to buy any NFT with any ERC20 token as well. Um, and it will just kind of like seamlessly swap in the, in the background. Um, so that, that's sort of like a starting place. Does that, also, does that, what's that? Does that, um, would that work? Would you do any bridging? Like if, a, if, a, if an NFT was on a different chain or is it just any currency for now? Um, for now, it would, it would start being like, you know, within a single chain. Um, and we're, we're at launch, we're, we're just on mainnet, uh, but we'll obviously be bringing it to more chains. And definitely for both tokens and NFTs, pretty excited to get into more of a cross-chain world in the future, but um, well, not, not too much to say there right now. Um, I, also, I think, you know, another kind of exciting thing is we have this sort of universal search bar right now where you can search any, any token. So if I type in Unisox in the, in the search bar, on Uniswap today, you can see both the Unisox NFTs and the Unisox ERC20. Um, and then I'd say that like where it goes from here, uh, like further out into the future, which is really what you asked about. Um, I, I basically think that like much like the internet, which I alluded to before, I, I think that the world of tokens and NFTs and, and uh, you know, Web3 is really going to be a much more social place than the world of, of TradFi and FinTech. And, um, you know, so I, I'm pretty excited basically to, to see like social experiences that combine both tokens and NFTs. Uh, I just think that that's really where this stuff is all going in, in the long run. That's interesting. That's interesting. Yeah, look, I, 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 I liked what you said at the start, which is like you were just working out what value will be represented better as a token or what will be represented better as an NFT. And I guess having a platform like this allows you to build experiences for, for different um, for different people and brands and, and companies trying to uh, trying to get into the space. Cool. Look, this this is a, a really interesting, really interesting um, shift. In terms of the things that you still, still think are like the main barriers going forward for adoption and trading of NFTs, like what are the main things you're trying to overcome as a business at the moment? Yeah, so I think that like, like the probably the most clear barrier to adoption of NFTs is actually the exact same barrier we have as the adoption to uh, ERC-20s, which again, sort of points to them having like the same problems and the same, uh, and, and being not that different from each other. Uh, but definitely like the, the biggest barriers are a combination of like scaling and gas costs, uh, the, um, you know, basically the UX uh, difficulties, especially like the onboarding UX uh, when you're, you know, when you're, you know, a brand new user, um, you know, the, the sort of first time you buy an NFT, the first time you buy it in the ERC20 token, uh, you know, can be a little bit of a gnarly, like learning experience. I think once you're on fully onboarded, it's actually easier to use new applications because you don't have to sign up and you can just connect your wallet. But that sort of first experience of creating a wallet and then just really like private key management generally, um, uh, is, 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 is pretty rough and, and sort of the, the interface between wallets and, and, uh, and dApps. So there's definitely a huge amount to do in terms of just trying to like improve on the, the user experience and uh, the onboarding experience. And so, uh, you know, we have a number of stuff in the works on that, on that front as well at Labs. Um, and, and so, you yeah, definitely want to push that forward and really make like self-custody. Yep. One thing that people kind of like, we can't, like, we basically have to, you know, to really make, like, self-custody and, you know, decentralized exchange and, and decentralized applications, uh, you know, out-compete uh, the kind of existing, uh, like, the, like, the centralized ones, we basically have to make it a better experience. Um, and so, you know, 
we, we can't, it can't just be like, it, you know, more decentralized. It also has to be better. And so, I, I, you know, there, there's, there's a lot to do and there's a lot of friction points and we just want to kind of like tackle them one by one. Yeah, look, I think I think having the whole of the you know the Uniswap organization behind this, I think, is really going to help um, help deal with a lot of those. I want to talk about a bit more broadly about how you think about the 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 whole space at the moment. Like, it's obviously been a bit bit of a uh, bit of a horrific bear market. I think across NFTs and across um, crypto, you've obviously been through a few of these now. Um, what's your sense for so? You're announcing, like, again, you're announcing a big product in the middle of a massive, massive bear market. Do you still see the same level of um, intensity from the founders that you're close with? The same level of, like, brands aren't shying away from coming into this space or the big, I don't know, the big, the big minds of the space? Do you still see that same level of, of intensity to tackle the problems? Oh, yeah, for sure. I, I say that, like, the people who leave during a bear market are the people who are here, you know, purely for speculation. Um, and aren't as interested in building like the, the sort of fundamental value uh, of the space. And so, yeah, for, for me and for, you know, the, the sort of like uh, various kind of, you know, mission, like people here who are like, I'd say that like to me, you know, funny enough, like a lot of my friends and the people I'm closest with are actually happiest during a bear market. Um, because I think during a bull market, basically everything works. Like everything has good numbers. Everything is making money. Everything is working. And you don't, you can't actually like distinguish like right from wrong, what's good and what's bad, what's really working versus what's just incentivized. And uh, you know, what's really nice during a bear market is that like fundamentals start to matter and like the quality of projects start to matter. And like, um, uh, you know, the narratives are more around building um, and, and, you know, the sort of, and, and sort of building legitimate projects uh, versus, you know, in, in bull markets where like, you know, uh, Terra Luna does just as well as like, you know, uh, or, or, you know, or, you know, Terra Luna and Solana, you know, do really well during like a, or during like a, a bull market, but then like sort of the, the more kind of mission focused decentralized projects tend to do, uh, you know, really well during, during the bear markets. And, um, you know, Uniswap was launched in a bear market. So this isn't our first time around. And like what we did last time is we just built and built and built until the bear market ended and, that's really what we're focusing on right now. So we have a you know a bunch of product launches. We have like a lot of a lot of features. We have you know we're we're uh, we're pretty heads down and um, and yeah uh, happy to be building. Yeah, look, it's great to hear. Uh, the other question I was going to ask is, I've seen a, I've seen a few people who are I don't know figureheads of this space now start to the idea of like calling calling out some of the stuff that gets you to this sort of stage. Do you feel as though like that's the responsibility of people? like people in the space to like the, fig the figureheads like when you see stuff like that i know a lot of this is like innovation it's like bleeding edge so it's very difficult to tell at the time but do you feel as though some of this stuff um will get called out more kind of going forward from some of the kind of egregious stuff that was seen across cfi and, and across maybe even DeFi and nfts yeah you know i hope so um it's you know you you, you have to be careful to not like go into like witch hunt mode um uh, which, which is, uh, but, but I think that like, you know, I do hope that people, uh, with, you know, um, reputable brands and, um, you know, who understand the difference, uh, do continue to call out the, the, you know, the obvious scams. Um, it can be tough, right. Cause I, I, you know, I've, I've sort of tried to play that role in the past as well. And like, 
you know, used to kind of argue with, uh, with SPF on Twitter and stuff like that. Um, and it can definitely be like, uh, you know, it, it can definitely be like, uh, you know, the world doesn't always respond well to, to, to calling out uh, people because sometimes the crypto space has this like, um, this sort of, uh, maybe like any, you know, any bad news is not welcome vibe during, uh, especially during like a, bear, a bull market. Um, and so, you know, I, I do hope that uh, it, it seems like right now it's, it's, you know, it's sort of like works. And I, I do hope that people continue to call people out. But like, uh, I do hope that as we go into another bull market, that uh, it doesn't sort of just be like, it, 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 isn't, it isn't like scams rising to the top and, um, you know, no, no bad news uh, mode. Look, I'm loving this. Uh, it's so good to have such a such an inspiring founder come into the NFT space. I didn't have to say anything now for a... No, I think I think this is super cool, and uh, and and just especially like just getting to listen to to Hayden Adams like literally talk about how building in the spare market is probably the most important thing, and how Uniswap was literally founded um, in the middle of the bear market. I think this is super cool. I kind of want to double down on that, Hayden, um, because of course, like you've seen the recent events, um, and 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 obviously most of the fraud that was committed was from some from a central exchange. Yesterday, uh, I was on a panel, uh, and and someone asked me a question, and they said, and well, I kind of want to I kind of want to ask you that question in a second, but they first they asked me after they said, what is decentralization to you? So I want to ask you that, but but first they were like, they were like, you know, after the F FTX. Uh, you know, FTT and all that stuff that happened with SBF, you know, uh, are you still bullish on space? And I was like, I mean, hell yeah, I'm bullish on space because, you know, if anything, that pointed out a fraud uh, and, and, and he's out now and we can now, you know, get back to regular scheduled programming, if anything. But I kind of want to ask you, um, you know, like, what's your opinion on like the last couple of weeks and, and what's been going on. And I know Uniswap actually had, you know, Ledger tweeted out that they had their all-time highs in terms of, like, of sales, which is good to see. And then I know Uniswap also, if I'm not mistaken, you guys had, like, a record-breaking uh, user um, user base uh, during during this event. It's like, you know, I kind of want to ask you, like, what 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 it's been like for Uniswap in, in the last uh, couple of weeks, but also, you know, um, what is decentralization to you? Because this is a question that a lot of people want to know about. And I think that as people get into the space, they really need to learn more about DeFi, decentralization, and all these things. Because what happened in the last few weeks is not a true depiction of crypto. It's not even someone who is truly in it for the cryptocurrency space and, and Web3. It's just someone who wanted to defraud people and steal money from them. So I kind of want you to paint the real picture of what decentralization, DeFi, and crypto is like. Yeah, for, for sure. Uh, so, so first, you know, what happened in the last few weeks is like horrifying fraud where like a ton of people lost a ton of money. And that's like really sad and tragic. Um, and like there are actual victims to this fraud. And, and, and so that's like really horrifying. Um, and... You know, I think that like a a reaction to it is that like people who don't understand the space very well, people who sort of maybe already have like a slightly negative or neutral view on crypto, you know, from the outside they see it, they look in, they're like, oh wow, like crypto is a crypto is a mess, and it sort of confirms, you know, there's sort of like a confirmation bias there, uh, where if you if you didn't like crypto, you know, this is like a sort of reaffirming why 
um, if you don't really understand crypto that well, it's sort of maybe painted in a very negative light, right? It's a bad look for the space in terms of he was the face of crypto for a lot of people. Um, in terms of like for, for us at Uniswap, you know, to us, there's sort of like, again, it's, it's still like shocking and horrifying, um, but there is like an element of uh, sort of it also being kind of a very real and tangible benefit, uh, a demonstration of like what we're, tr what we're building and why we're building it, uh, what we've been working towards. Uh, and, and so to me, what that is, is that like, you know, decentralization means, you know, no central point of control and, and no central point of failure. And so, you know, the, here, the central point of failure was, was obviously, uh, you know, the, the CEO and the, and the company and, you know, the fact that basically the, all of the balance sheets, all of the assets and balance sheets were tracked off chain. Um, and uh, so basically, you know, those funds could be, man you know, misused or mismanaged. Um, and, you know, that's sort of like the nature of, of CFI to some extent. And, and to have, you know, greater like safety within CFI, the only thing that sort of works is like, uh, you know, greater regulation, because there's no real uh, other way to actually, um, you know, improve, improve uh, user safety there. However, uh, with DeFi and, and decentralization, what's so cool is that you can actually address those like same consumer protection uh, concerns that regulators have in actually more powerful um, stronger, you know, more meaningful, uh, you know, more user aligned ways um, where, you know, a lot of regulation is essentially aimed at transparency. Uh, and with, with DeFi, you have like all the information available publicly on chain. And so you don't need to know, like, there's no way to know, there was no way for users to verify whether or not, you know, uh, FTX users were being, uh, FTX user funds were being lent out uh, to, you know, the affiliated uh, market making firm uh, and then, you know, used to leverage up and gamble. Um, and in DeFi, that's just not possible, right? Because, you know, you have things like Aave and Compound and people can uh, borrow and lend, but there's sort of a, a over collateralization requirement and there's sort of like this like guaranteed verifiable nature to it. Um, and so uh, there's like the, the transparency, there's um, sort of the guarantee that uh, you'll always be able, there's like the self-custody nature of it, where uh, when you, you know, there's a kind of a popular saying in, in crypto, which is like, not your, not your keys, not your crypto. And uh, what that really points to is the fact that like, you know, if it's, if, if your funds are in a centralized uh, thing, then they're not like, they're your funds in that you sort of expect to be able to withdraw them, but they're not your funds in the sense that you actually have to guarantee you can withdraw them. Um, and I think that that's, one of the most powerful things uh, with DeFi is that you can have sort of like, you know, in Uniswap, if you, if you, if you, you know, cre create a liquidity position, um, no one else can withdraw that, right? Unless they have your private key. And so, uh, you know, you, you have this like guarantee that you can withdraw your own funds and you'll always have access to them and uh, that the, uh, that the, you know, the platform, the underlying platform won't rug you. And, uh, you know, this, this sort of, uh, the, the sort of like, like things like FTX um, have happened, you know, countless times for hundreds, thousands of years. Oh, and, you know, uh, in, Hayden, we're, I think we lost you for a second. Just maybe your hands on the mic. Oh, sorry. Yeah, just saying that like these sort of like types of fraud where, where people, you know, expect to be able to, to 
to claim their assets. Uh, you know, it's been a thing for a really, really long time in TradFi. And I think that DeFi is sort of like a really powerful new tool that, that might address like really long-standing historic problems um, in, in, in like unique in unique ways through you know auto, automation and and open source code and uh, you know smart contracts and, and transparency. Um, so personally, I'm like you know uh, really excited to to work towards that future. Um, and uh, you know my hope is that like yeah we did have record user numbers. Ledger had record user numbers. And so uh, also if you just like look at Google Trends for the the term self custody, uh, you know they spiked massively and they're sort of at all time highs right now where a ton of people are learning about and researching self-custody uh, for the first time. And so, you know, my hope is that this is like a really educational moment. And uh, we can't just say self-custody solves everything because right now self-custody, you know, this gets back to like what we were saying at the beginning, which is like, we are still really early. And so I think that like, that kind of part of it is getting more people educated on self-custody. Uh, part of it is making self-custody easier. Um, and and so, so there's sort of two sides to, to that coin and, and to kind of, uh, moving towards a, a, a sort of like a safer uh, future for users. So, so this is actually, I, I love the tangent it went on and it's great. And, and we needed that. Um, we were hosting the, the chairman and CEO of Ledger, Pascal Gauthier, uh, last Friday. So a few days ago. And, and we we're talking about, you know, what does DeFi need now to really thrive? Because it's sadly, there's still a need, right? For central exchanges. And the central exchanges are what really let us down. So what do you think are the biggest hurdles that, that, that DeFi need to, to go through in order to, to really like, to really just like grow? Because it's, 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 I know we're early and I know this is a, a problem of being early and it's, this is going to fix itself in, in a few years, I think. But what can we do now? Yeah. So that's, so that's a really good question. And I'd say that like one thing is that like, um, I'd say like minimizing the amount of time spent in centralized platforms. So like you clearly need central exchanges to convert between, um, you know, uh, fiat and crypto uh, because, you know, there's no way to kind of touch the fiat system without some level of centralization. Um, so centralized exchanges are a really important on-ramp and a really important part of the ecosystem. Uh, but I think that what, what is best is for people to kind of, uh, only touch centralized platforms when it's most needed and kind of minimize the time that their assets sit there. Uh, and so like, if you can, you know, use a fiat on ramp uh, straight into crypto and then have that go straight into a, uh, you know, a self custody wallet. Um, uh, so yeah, and, uh, you know, and, and we hope to ha make that available you know, soon at Uniswap. But, um, you know, if you have like, so basically like fiat on ramping, you know, more people fiat on ramping directly into crypto and then using crypto uh, to crypto trading from there. Um, and then I think that like one of the pain points is that like one easy way to, to on-ramp would be if you, you know, pay, had your salary paid in crypto or if you, um, you know, and, and like, like you wouldn't need to on and off-ramp as much if, if you could use crypto in more ways. And, 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 you know, like if you could get your, if you could get paid in crypto, if you could pay for other things in crypto. And so I think we do need to solve some of the like um, touch points uh, where, you know, uh, definitely like being able to get paid in it. Uh, also, if you go to the store, being able to pay in crypto, um, because, you know, the more crypto gets kind of integrated into our daily lives, the more, like the less we'll need, you know, uh, on and off ramps. Uh, because the on, because, you know, you don't really need to leave if you can actually use the assets. And so I think that right now there's like a lot of friction around actually like integrating 
um, integrating, you know, different tokens and different um, assets, like more meaningfully and more tangibly. Like right now, there's sort of like, it's like this separate, very siloed world. Um, and so having that more tightly integrated uh, into, into, you know, various experiences uh, in, in a way that like, you don't really ever need to leave or enter, but you just kind of like start in crypto and, and never really need to leave is, is like a really important step because once you're in crypto, um, once you're, once you're, you know, uh, in this world of ETH and USDC and whatever else, like at that point you can actually really mostly, you know, stick with self-custody and uh, decentralized exchange. Yeah, no, this is great. I think this is the answer we needed. Right. And, and, and do you think, do you, I mean, it's, there's, there's so much left to fix and, and I think it's going to fix itself. Do you, do you think the space is going to fix itself or do you think someone's going to have to step in and try to like I mean, really make something happen? To some extent, like the entire mission and goal of our company right now is to basically, uh, you know, make this stuff easier, make it more accessible, make it more useful. So I don't think that we're taking the stance that we should just like wait around. Like uh, it will fix itself in the sense that like people are working towards it. Um, but I don't think that like, at least for us, we can, we feel like we can take the stance of like, well, other people will fix all our problems. Um, and so I think that like, it's definitely something that at Uniswap Lab, we're like really actively working towards on figuring out like, where are the friction points? Where are the pain points? Um, and, and what can we do to improve on them? And so, uh, yeah, like it, it will, and that like a lot of people are working on it. Um, but, uh, you know, only, only if like, you know, only if, if everyone is really, you know, building, building towards that. I love that. That's that's super important. And so, I kind of want you to talk to like the important. Oh, go ahead, Mando. Go ahead. Is there some sort of an airdrop as well today? I think I'm seeing. Yeah, uh, yeah. We all made three hundred dollars. I'm yeah. super happy about that, mm -hmm. Hayden. Thank you for the airdrop. Thank you for the little stimmy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, for, I, yeah. It was interesting. You know, when we did the acquisition, like there's this idea in crypto, right? With airdrops, it's like you know, early users should be rewarded for their role in building value for a community um, and for a project, right? And, and, you know, it's like, you know, what's like, you know, it's almost like when you think, when you look at YouTube and you think of like the value that's created by its creators, the value that's like uh, generated by its creators and users versus like the company behind it, like there's a lot of value on both, but like there's not a proportionate rewarding of that value. And so, yeah, I think like airdrops are really important and, and the idea of like, kind of bringing users along and, and rewarding them for what they contribute um, as early adopters. And so when we acquired Genie, uh, which didn't have a token, um, but did have an early user base, uh, we wanted to sort of demonstrate our commitment to, the, to the, these like values of the space and, and for rewarding users. And so we basically you know, allocated a portion of the money that we, we put into the acquisition uh, basically to, to pay out, you know, early Genie users and, and kind of bring them along with us um, uh, sort of for their role in, in con contributing to the value of uh, Genie, which we had just acquired. Um, and so, yeah, there was like, it was kind of like a nod and, and a recognition of the early, two and a recognition of the early users and, and hoping that they, they, you know, come along with us. Um, so, yeah, that, that was sort of where the airdrop came from and uh, hope people enjoyed yeah, I don't think I've ever seen an airdrop in USDC before, um, which is yeah. pretty cool. Well, it was, yeah, it, you know, it was a, it was an acquisition. Part of the, you know, part of the acquisition was denominated in dollars, and so we figured the, uh, the uh, users should receive some of that. 
I think it's pretty cool that you guys did the, the airdrop in USDC is actually, was there, what's the reason behind that actually? May, might as well ask you. Yeah, I and mean, I think it was just like pointing to the fact that like, you know, like there was sort of like this, like, um, it, it was just sort of pointing to the fact that like this was like actually a, you know, a part portion of like the total acquisition. Um, and, uh, you know, it was, it was kind of just like, you know, it, it could have been in a different asset. It could have been ETH or, or Uni or whatever else. Um, but it just like felt like uh, it was sort of like, this is your reward for your like kind of contribution to this ecosystem. And to me, it felt like, you know, USDC sort of represented that in a unique way. Um, you know, it, it wasn't like incentivizing future use. It wasn't like, um, it wasn't trying to build a new governance system or anything like that. It was really like, you know, like a thank you and a, you know, a, a sort of reward, um, if that makes sense. That that makes that makes perfect sense, um, and and it's it's great. Um, I think I think I think it's so fun that you guys are getting into the um, really diving deep into the NFT space, and it just made sense. Uh, for months, we were talking about how you know obviously you guys uh, when you acquired Genie, we were just waiting. <laughs> we're here on the NFT side of Twitter, right? I know you guys you're more involved in CT. Uh, we were here on the NFT side of Twitter, just waiting for the day. Uh, Hayden Adams and 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 Uniswap finally finally enter 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 our chat. <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> it, it took a little bit longer than we were expecting, uh, but it was really because we wanted to build the right thing and, and build a really high quality product. Um, and we actually even wanted to make like a few updates to the to the web app before we launched NFTs. Um, so like, you know, since the launch of NFTs, we actually launched like this like token explore page and this uh, search bar to really set the stage for this universal search bar that's across tokens and NFTs and the NFT explore page. Because um, it felt a little bit like if you just kind of stuck the uh, Genie product directly into the Uniswap product at the time of the acquisition, it wasn't quite the right experience. Uh, I felt like these two like very disjointed things. And by sort of uh, building some of these uh, token features first, uh, it, it feels like it fits in a little bit better. It, it feels like it fits in really like nicely now. Um, and so yeah, there was, there was just like a few things we had to build. Um, uh, took a little bit longer than expected, but now that we're here, we're we're excited to like really like, you know, innovate quickly and, and move quickly and respond to feedback quickly and continue to ship new features. This I, don't know if you're, I, I don't know if you remember it, Hayden, but um, weirdly, weirdly, we have we have a connection back to you in that X copy did a one of one portrait of yourself. <laughs> the only portrait he's ever done. Um, what was it like a year ago, maybe? And me and OSF actually own that one of one from X Copy. So that's kind of a, so cool. I just found out about that. That you guys own the one of one of X Copy that is a depiction of Hayden Adams. Yeah, I, I saw that one. Uh, pretty, pretty cool. Um, I, I I didn't really expect it, but it sort of suddenly was out there. Um, and yeah, it's a cool cool piece of art. By the way, we have a um, something I haven't mentioned. I don't know if we how much time, but. We, we actually have a pretty long history in the NFT space, despite this is sort of being our first like big entrance. Um, you know, we launched Unisox back in 2019 as like an early example of, of NFT liquidity pools, um, uh, you know, physical uh, NFTs backed by physical assets, uh, NFT related fashion. Um, it was sort of like the first example of all three of those things. Uh, at the launch of Uniswap v3, we launched our um, launch video as an NFT uh, in collaboration with Pleaser, <laughs> yeah, uh, with with uh, People Pleaser, um, and out of that, uh, actually, that was the formation of Pleaser DAO, 
And then at the launch of Uniswap V3 as well, we, we have uh, you know, V3 liquidity positions as uh, the first instance of, I believe, on, on, uh, fully on-chain generated NFTs. Um, so we, we have actually been doing stuff in the NFT space a little bit, um, but this is sort of our first like major foray. Can we talk about Uniswap? Unisoc, sorry, like how that will come yes. out because that's that's a proper OG project, which I think um, not many people in the in the space will know about. Uh, yeah, Unisoc um, launched in spring 2019. Um, I had just raised so Uniswap V1 launched like uh, winter 2018, and I uh, I you know raised a seed round in, um, in uh, from Paradigm in, in spring like in like April 2019, and then. The first thing, I, I hired the first two people. So before the seed round, it was just me. Uh, I hired the first two employees, um, Cal, our, our designer, and, and Noah, who is our you know, protocol lead. And um, the very first project that I told ever, that I said I wanted to work on was uh, Socks uh, on Chain. Um, and I think that they, everyone thought I was crazy. Um, but basically the idea, I, I was very interested in like, how do we connect? Even back then, right, it was like, how do we connect? Like, okay, Uniswap's cool. People are using it to trade tokens. But like, how do we connect that to people's like Socks. daily life? And like, what else can Uniswap be used for? And so we, we launched these, uh, basically created 500 ERC-20 tokens in a liquidity pool. And we said, if you, you know, any, you know created a liquidity pool, so there was like a, a marketplace for it. And then we said, you know, anyone who, who burns one of these ERC-20 tokens we will mint you an NFT um, and uh, mail you a physical pair of socks anywhere in the world. Um, and for like two years, you know, the price fluctuated between like zero and $150, or no, between like a hundred and like few $200 or something. Um, and then at the uh, uni airdrop, uh, when we launched the uni token, we basically <laughs> gave anyone who had held a unisocks, uh, at any point in time, you know, uh, a thousand uni as part of the airdrop. Um, and it's sort of like a recognition of them being like an early supporter and community member. And after that, uh, I think people started to see Unisocks in a little bit of a different light. This was all pre, you know, uh, uh, NFT boom as well. And I think from that point on, people started to see Unisocks in a bit of a different light. And I was like, oh, it's like almost like a, a like a, just like a, this sort of like OG piece of Uniswap. And uh, since then, the, the socks have just traded as high as one hundred and eighty thousand uh, dollars. Have been like the most expensive piece of, uh, definitely the most expensive socks in the world. Um, there's like a whole community around them. There's like a. I need a pair of those. I, should, Mendo, we gotta buy some unisocks. I was on unisocks very uh, early days. Um, <laughs> the first NFT utility project where you got a pair of yeah. socks. I just love your story there. Like we needed to, we need to get the blockchain back to everyday lives, so we had to get socks from the blockchain. <laughs> yeah. What is crypto if you can't buy socks with it? Um, and uh, you know now they're also even like we have like in person meetups now sometimes uh, where if you hold a socks, uh, you know NFT, you can basically come to like like we we had like a socks dinner recently. Um, there's a good amount of like crypto OGs who go there, uh, who go to these events. Um, so yeah, US socks are pretty fun. Yeah, that's uh, people forget you were before the board at Yacht Club with those. They, they, they are the the original. Um, yeah. yeah, I love that story. I love that story. And I, I know what you, you're saying already. I know if anyone uses Uniswap V3, you get issued an NFT um, yeah. whenever you create a pool. So you obviously have been experimenting with it before, and that's probably what's helped with the integration with, um, with Genie. So 
Nope. It's been it's been amazing having you on. We don't want to take take, take up your time too much unless you. I just realized we've been going for an hour. <laughs> going for an hour, yeah. It was meant to be half an hour, so but um, yeah, it's been incredible. Yeah, thanks for having me on. I know uh, I guess Scott's on next. Um, so shout out to Scott uh, for um, you know people. Uh, you know he was the founder at at uh, Genie before, and it's been really really great working with him uh, on Uniswap NFT. Uh, I feel like you know he brings like a huge amount of knowledge in the, of the NFT space. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's been really great working with him. So shout out, Scott. Hell yeah. Let me bring him up. Hayden, um, it's been a pleasure to have you. I know you were meant to come for like 30, 45 minutes, been here for the whole hour. Uh, we really appreciate you and, uh, and thank you very much for, you know, for everything you've been doing, uh, for the space in the space, obviously like we're fans of you. And so being able to work with the Uniswap team has been a pleasure. Shout out to Lindsay. She's awesome, by the way. And, <laughs> and so it's been, uh, it's been a lot of fun uh, to be able to, uh, to collaborate with your team. And, uh, and I'm really happy to see that Uniswap is, uh, is really um, entering the NFT space in a, in, a, in, a, you know, in a big way. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks for, thanks for having me on. Thank you, Hayden. So we got Samando. We got Scott now on stage. Uh, he's the head of pr NFT product at Uniswap. And so obviously, um, Scott, um, you know, you guys just made your big announcement. I remember chatting with you early on uh, before Uniswap acquired y'all uh, about Genie and, and using your tool. Obviously, uh, when you, when you, you know, when you launched Genie, like it was kind of, it was pretty disruptive, right? You know, we were all just using, you know, OpenSea and, and actually, I don't think there was any other marketplaces, right, Mando? I think it was just OpenSea we were using. Um, and so... And so Genie comes out of left field, and uh, and here comes uh, the aggregators, which I'm super bullish on aggregators as a whole because um, obviously it makes it much easier. Um, but Scott, GM, and uh, <laughs> like you know, how you doing, and how you feeling today after this announcement? GM guys, um, yeah, feeling really great. Uh, this was a long time in the making, and really happy that like we're on the path now to really connect. Uh, the token experience and the NFT experience and offer a better solution for creators and for their communities as well. So, so I kind of want to ask you, like, how did Genie actually start? Because I don't think I ever got to ask you that first time, you know, we get to really, you know, host you right now. Like, what, what was the thought process behind it? Because now, like, aggregators, like, well, duh, like, it sounds like obvious, but like, it wasn't so obvious, like, early on. Yeah, um, so we started looking at the NFT space in uh, January of 2021. And um, like you said before, OpenSea was the only marketplace. And I believe they had like over 95% market share. Um, so there wasn't really a need for an aggregator. But when you actually looked at the NFT space from a first principles perspective, um, you saw that there's there was going to be so many applications for NFTs beyond just art. And then there's also so many different types of art. And then there's all, all, all these different types of marketplaces. Like we have Pseudoswap and NFTX, which are AMMs. And then you have the typical OpenSea order book um, experience. So you really needed something to connect all this fragmentation across use cases, but also across technical architectures. Um, so we started building Genie. And the reason why we started building, and the reason why we named it Genie was because we saw a platform where anyone can interface with all NFT liquidity and make a wish, and it's an immutable wish on the blockchain, and you can get whatever NFT um, that you'd like. And um, 
yeah, like fragmentation just grew and we were just like ready with the right product uh, when that fragmentation occurred. Yeah, that makes uh, that makes a lot of sense. It's pretty cool. And so kind of want you to take us down, um, you know, the, like how how, you know, how's it been like just, you know, um, being part of something bigger now? Like, of course, like you were one of the early founders who 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 who, who got an exit. Uh, and, and and managed to 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 work with a bigger company, which is Uniswap now. And so, how how has this process been uh, for you um, over the last few months? Yeah, it's been great. Um, it, it it was really um, like I'm really thankful that we found the right partner in Uniswap to do this acquisition with. Um, you know, we were in conversations with a few other um, teams out there, and Uniswap just had the most. Uh, the best approach to web3 and we see that as like a huge strength moving forward of course there's all like all sorts of shortcuts you can take when building a company building a mission and building products but um hayden and the uniswap team really see like the long-term vision of the space and they're really building towards that on a day-to-day basis uh but it's also nice not to be like funding self-funding uh genie anymore because there's this space is like going to grow a thousand X from here and NFTs will grow a thousand X from here. And you really need like the right resources and the right talent and the right passion behind that to really um, get to that end goal that we have in mind. So um, yeah, every day is a blessing and um, really excited to get this foundation out there so we can really get to like the more innovative stuff that we have on our roadmap. Yeah, it's super cool. And so, and so I kind of want to talk about the, I guess, the, the aggregator itself and, and, and the platform, right, that's launching through, through Uniswap um, uh, right now with you uh, as the head of NFT Park Uniswap. Like, you know, what do you, what do you, um, what do you see kind of like um, the NFT space evolving um, and, and do you, you know, and, uh, and what are your plans, um, you know, after, after today's announcement? It was pretty big. Uh, obviously, we just talked to, to, to Hayden about this for the last hour, but like, you know, what do you, what do you have in mind? And uh, what are your plans um, now that this has been announced? Yeah, so right now um, with this launch, we really optimize for better prices, more listings, and optimized performance on the smart contracts level. So we're now the cheapest aggregator um, gas-wise, but also on the infrastructure side. So we're pulling prices across eight different marketplaces for 122 million NFTs um, every other second. Um, so that took a lot of work and we really perfected that. And then the last thing, um, that we really focused on for this launch was the decentralized ethos. Um, and how do we, you know, um, tap into that with this product? Um, so what we did is the entire interface is open sourced. So if you want to contribute to Uniswap, you can, if you want to see what we're building, you can, if you want to compete with us, you can. And I think, uh, what that allows for is that allows for more competition. Uh, competition to brew and it allows uh, for users to like go to whichever platform that they want and then the value accrues um, to whoever's building the best product and aligns with the community um, and also puts more powers in the hands of users and um, creators uh, because the switching cost is a lot easier so um, those were like the four major things and of course the airdrop as well as part of that uh, web3 ethos Um, and then yeah so that's for this launch, but then we have a lot on our plate for the next launches. So right now you can buy NFTs from eight different marketplaces, but we also want users to be able to bid 
and accept bids across eight different marketplaces. So as you can imagine, your NFT lives across the ether and you're getting offers from all these different protocols um, and you need to have some surface area to be able to like see and accept. Uh, so we're really going to prioritize that. Um, another thing we're go going to be prioritizing is also being able to instant sell your NFTs. So seeing all those offers, showing you the best offer that you can sell for, and then doing those transactions um, right there for you um, in a really neat experience. Um, and then there's also the universal router that came out a few weeks ago. So when we were, um, after we did the acquisition, the protocol team at Uniswap went to work and they started building the universal router, which combines NFTs and tokens into one contract. Um, and that allows for a lot of cool possibilities. Uh, so one example of that is like buying NFTs with any token, selling NFTs for any ERC-20 token or any NFT, and then like NFT to NFT swaps across all the marketplaces that we have integrated. Um, so there's a lot of um, design space for us to innovate there with. Uh, so we're going to also be exploring which products we can build and that our community wants. Oh, sorry. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, sorry. sorry. I thought it was on mute, Amanda. Go ahead. So, I mean, I know the Uniswap website. Um, how is that? Maybe how does the interface work? It's so you just go onto Uniswap. It's um, it's not through the normal swap function, right? It has its own like separate section for NFTs. I can see. Yeah, that's correct. So we have an NFT explorer. Um, so on that NFT explorer, you'll see our tagline: "Better prices, more listings." And you'll see different collections on that banner, and you'll see the floor price um, on Uniswap versus other marketplaces, and then the amount of listings that we also have. And then below that, there's a trending table, and you can sort by top volume, floor price, floor price change, owners, um, and yeah, a few other metrics. And then we have this new universal search bar um, that combines the token experience with the NFT experience, and you can find any digital asset right there. And over time, we'll be connecting more of what, like, more into that search bar. So potentially users um, looking for like Farouk, seeing what he's selling, what he's buying, what he's listing. Um, you can, yeah, we'll get to that um, as well. Okay, that's pretty cool. And so, and so kind of like, you know, I think, I think it's cool that you guys are, are, are doing all this and, and I'm excited to see what, you know, obviously how the product is going to evolve us over time. Um, I guess like, we, we kind of went around everything, right, Mando? And and so I kind of want to ask you one last question, Scott, is like, you know, is there anything people people should uh, look forward to with you guys and, and you're forward into, into, into the NFT space and, and, you know, where is the best, you know, place for, for everybody to just, you know, stay tuned and keep in touch with everything you guys are up to? Yeah, for sure. Uh, follow Uniswap, Hayden, uh, myself. Um, we're going to be posting a few more updates over the next few weeks about the NFT product, about more products, um, and then also some fun events that we're doing um, down at, at Art Basel. So, um, yeah, a lot to stay tuned. Wait, and when's the Art Basel just... stuff? We're out here. Yeah, yeah, we're here. Uh, come hang out with us. You're here, uh, Scott? Yeah, what? yeah, I'm here. We better meet. Lindsay's here, the whole... <laughs> The whole team is here. We have about like 15 people in Art Basel right now. 
No way. So what? What do you? What is the? Um, when? When? What? How? Tell me all about it. Yeah, we have a, a festival with um, friends with benefits on Saturday. Um, so a pretty good DJ is going to be performing a uh, Honey Dijon. Um, so you should definitely come to that, and anyone who's on the space should definitely check that out. Um, and then we also are sponsoring a party with uh, Pudgy Penguin on Thursday that's yet to be announced. But um, yeah, that's going to be a lot of fun as well. I'm super hyped about that. I, I, I didn't know you guys were involved with the Pudgy Penguins one uh, because I was actually <laughs> I was already planning on, on maybe um, heading out there. But definitely excited to, to, to meet you, Scott. And to congratulate you in person uh, because honestly, congratulations, Scott, because it's pretty cool. Like you found something dope. And, and, and you got to, you know, obviously get acquired by Uniswap, uh, mind you, which is pretty cool. Like if we're fanboying about having Hayden Adams on our stage right now, um, I can't imagine what it's like to have uh, Hayden Adams <laughs> literally acquire your company. So <laughs> I think that's pretty cool, Scott. And, uh, and I definitely, um, can't wait to meet you in person. And, uh, and yeah, I mean, congratulations to you. Uh, congratulations on Hayden. And, uh, and it's really cool to see, um. Uh, to to be able to hear you, to be able to uh, to really like uh, get into uh, get into your story and and into into you know what you make of what's been happening in space and DeFi and centralization and everything. So I think this was a really good chat and uh, and uh, and we're really grateful to have had you guys. So uh, thank you very much, guys. Thank you so much for your support. Thank you. Anytime, Scott. Anytime, Hayden. Uh, we got y'all. Uh, we're really 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 happy um, to be able to uh, to work with you guys, Mando. Um, where do you want to take this? Should we end this? Because I think it was a pretty dope spaces. Uh, because and I don't think we have much to cover for the next fifty minutes. I know we usually do the market rundown, NFT, macro, and everything. Uh, but our fellow co-host, our third co-host, OSF, is on a panel right now on stage, and uh, and and we're just here. Um, and I think we yeah, got to maybe we should just event. talk about what's what's going on today, tomorrow. Um, obviously, we've got Rug Radio oh, today. today. Wait, Rug Radio has an announcement today. Probably should, um, yeah. Probably should sum- summarize with that. We don't have to go on too long. It does feel like the NFT market was pretty slow, um, pretty slow overnight. I Whenever think there's, we're so early that IRL events slow down the entire market. Um, <laughs> yeah, how funny is that thought, though, Mando? That <laughs> the fact that just because uh, there's there's everybody's at an event, there's less volume and less trades or whatnot happening in the space. Yeah, I mean that's kind of kind of um, <laughs> what you would expect, right? NFT NYC it was like a ghost town. Um, but <laughs> this isn't even the big one, and everything seems to have slowed down. It's not in terms of volume, but it does feel like maybe the um, people aren't re-announcing that much, or at least just because they know people aren't going to be on their screens as much. No, that's that's exactly what it is. I mean, I'm excited for us uh, at 5 p.m. today um, is our panel at the uh, at the NFT Now event, the the Gateway. Uh, and uh, we'll be making an announcement. So this is, again, for the 20th time, I think, over the last week, an announcement of an announcement. And <laughs> I'm, I'm so hyped, man, though. I'm so excited. I'm tired of holding it back. I'm tired of keeping secrets from our community and our holders. I'm tired of keeping secrets from the space about that. I just want to tell everyone. I want to scream it. I want to tell people what we've been working on uh, for the last four months together. It's uh, it's gonna be a lot of fun. So if you're in Miami, uh, definitely head to the Gateway uh, NFT now. Um, there's actually um, Gary V's panel is at 4 p.m. 
and and we're following that uh, at 5 p.m. So there's gonna be a lot of cool stuff, a lot of cool people. Um, your favorite artists are all exhibited over there at at the at the event. Uh, some really cool people, some really cool art. Uh, so that's where we'll be. And obviously, you just heard Scott uh, Uniswap has a bunch of stuff happening. Um, you know, uh, during during our Basel as well, and uh, and this is just a lot of cool stuff. So and today um, we're at Metaverse Miami, right? So. And we are at Metaverse Miami today. Uh, I'm going to head down right now, actually, Mando. I'm really hungry. Uh, I don't know about you, but I really got to eat. And <laughs> and uh, and uh, and we'll be around. And so if you're 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 at the Eden Rock or around, definitely come check us out and uh, come say what's up. Are you are you on a panel today, Mando? I am. I am in the in the afternoon. I think one of the final ones. Okay, there you go. The closing ceremony is literally with you, Mando. <laughs> You literally, you literally the closing ceremony, uh, Mando, and I can't. And, and, and They're also, always right in the middle of when the football games are, so it's, it's not dude, ideal. I mean, I I have Tunisia France playing uh, on my left side uh, this entire time, um, and sadly, uh, Tunisia's beating France for some reason. I don't know how. It's one zero. Uh, oh, well. but you know, it France... looks like England will play Tunisia. Uh, England will play France in the quarterfinal. No way. It does. Wow. I'm sorry, bro. I'm really sorry. Um, you know, I'm hope sorry. we're not in Paris at that, at that point, but we might be. I need to check the date. Are we? We're going to be together at the Ledger event <laughs> during that. They'll no, the surrounded. quarterfinals are after. I think. I think the quarterfinals are after the ninth. Uh, but Maybe. but anyways, um, there's a lot of cool stuff happening. Of course, World Cup is still going down, and uh, and if you want to find us. Uh, come check us out at Metaverse Miami today. Uh, come check us out at the NFT Now the Gateway event at 5 p.m. We're going to be on the main stage. Uh, I cannot wait. I cannot wait to reveal uh, with with all of Twitter what we've been working on. Um, it's really been a pleasure. Hayden, Hayden is still on stage. Hayden, thank you so much for sticking in, <laughs> sticking around with us. I hope you had a good time. And uh, <laughs> and, uh, and it's <laughs> I'm enjoying listening. That's super cool. I mean. Mando, how crazy is it that we have like arguably one of the most important names in crypto just hanging around with us? <laughs> yeah, it's been a great, great show. This is the future. This is the future. It feels like this it's is fucking crypto. crazy. It feels like uh, you know everything was bouncing today. It feels like macro is looking a little bit better. There was some low inflation figure I think coming out of Australia, and then the jobs report even came in slightly low. So crypto is doing well. NFT stuff feel quiet. I think. And I think Animoca mentioned they were going to invest two billion in, in some in the metaverse in some uh, interview they did with um, the Nikkei in, in, in Asia. But other than that, um, I don't really see much. Floor prices seem relatively stable, so it feels like a good day to just relax, try and uh, tune into as many of the um, the going on in Miami as possible, and yeah, enjoy enjoy the one of the few good days we've had in crypto recently. Hell yeah! It's a, it's a beautiful day to have a beautiful day. Uh, this is something uh, uh, a philosopher told me one day. And uh, <laughs> hold on. Oh, oh, fuck. I missed it. It was a free kick. Um, Mbappe is just like, he just got in. He's playing it crazy. Oh, my God. Wow. Sorry, guys. Uh, <laughs> I'm here just watching football. But, man, that was crazy. I mean, I don't know if you want to debrief uh, Hayden, uh, but that was so cool uh, to have Hayden Adams uh, on our stage uh, right now, and, and and you guys can all we're gonna be able to to, to listen back uh, to the show uh, to the Twitter Spaces uh, across uh, all platforms. Of course, we're on Spotify, 
Uh, we're on, you know, Apple and everything. It's my link in bio. And I think I think we're going to close it there. Uh, that was great, Mando. I, I did not expect uh, Hayden to, to, to really uh, stick with us for an hour. And it was a really great interview. So you can listen back to it um, after. It's been, it's been super, super cool. And with that, with that, with that, we'll see you all tomorrow morning. Uh, and tomorrow's going to be a special show. I'm not going to say who's coming because it's related to our, event, our announcement later today. Uh, so tomorrow morning is going to be super special. Uh, I God, uh, I can't wait. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I can't wait. We'll see you all tomorrow morning. 10.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 7.30 a.m. Pacific Standard Time for another episode of GM Web 3 on Rock Radio. Let's go. And it's a beautiful day to have a beautiful day. GM, GM. On this beautiful day. Good morning to Web 3. With Morocco, San Fernando. Streaming live from Miami. And it's all on Rock Radio. It's a beautiful day. Have a beautiful day. GMGM. Rock Radio. GM.